0: But with me for our community story segment today, we have Diane Dobitz, and we are going to be chatting with her about the Indigenous Peoples Day, and and, uh, she has been part of the planning committee since the beginning. So good morning,
1: Diane. Good morning, Karen.
0: Diane, it's great to have you here. I was hoping we could have somebody talk about the... There's a festival coming up to focus on ancestral food in relation to Indigenous Peoples Day. Can I ask you, what is your relationship to Indigenous Peoples Day, and why are you the spokesperson this morning for this particular event?
1: I feel very honored to have been invited by Megan Hutmaker and Megan Schnichter to do this because they are our wonderful co-chairs and you know, vibrant, alive indigenous women, and they live in our community, and that's a, such a blessing. I, um, back in 2016, when Governor Dayton uh, was able to make Indigenous Peoples Day for Minnesota for that year, because it wasn't a legislative uh, decree, um, Dave Braveheart who has been the Wachipi Chair over the past years until his death this past year, uh, spoke at the Unitarian Universalist Fellowship of Mankato about Indigenous Peoples Day. And at that time, I just was, I, it was like, if there is any place in Minnesota that needs to honor Indigenous Peoples Day, it's Mankato because of our history, because of the efforts that the indigenous peoples and you know going way back to Bud Lawrence have made to try to bring about healing. And it's healing that we all need, and it isn't going to happen by just making acknowledgments and by setting up memorials. It is something we have to keep doing And we have to keep learning, and we have to keep relating. And um, it has to do with reparations as well as reconciliation because uh, the history is just so awful. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I started with Dave Braveheart back in 2016, and then Dave and I took it to the city council along with many others, And we just kept helping people understand and learn and grow. And uh, so then in 2018, we were able to celebrate Indigenous Peoples Day for the first time in Mankato.
0: Yeah, so since 2018, the city of Mankato has recognized the second Monday in October as Indigenous Peoples Day. And we were among the first to do that in the state, weren't we?
1: That's right, yes. Others have done it, but we, we got we got there too.
0: <laughs> now, I should mention, you yourself are not an indigenous person, but you have a love of history and you are an educator, a teacher. So, you are just, you've delved into looking at this and just have a lot of, of knowledge. So, let's talk a little bit about Indigenous Peoples' Day itself and, and the reasons why we do this.
1: Well, we have to go way back into the 15th century. To understand this because back in the 15th century one of the Catholic popes declared a papal bull which meant that he said this is the doctrine going forth and it was that any part of the world where people from Europe went And they found people who were not Christian that they could take their land and enslave them because they were not Christian. And this goes way back. I mean, we have to really study European history as well to know why this had so much power. But that's what happened. So when... Christopher Columbus, who was Portuguese, but he sailed for the King and Queen of Spain, and all of Europe at that time was under the Catholic Church, got to what he thought was India, or the East Indies. He did not discover America, but he came across people who were very powerful, intelligent, beautiful strong people and they were not Christian and so he took it upon himself and Europeans from then on after took it upon themselves to take the land and actually almost completely decimated the peoples who lived here and they had been living here for thousands and thousands and thousands of years, maybe up to 25,000 years.
0: You know, it's interesting because you probably grew up in school and you remember the thing. In 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue, and that's how we all remembered that Columbus discovered America. So for those of us who are older, like myself and yourself, that was what was imprinted upon us. That was
1: all that was in the history books. Exactly. And part of that is because of white supremacy, the victors get to write the history, and they get to tell the story. And that's why today we're struggling with people really having the courage to learn hard history, honest history that includes more than just the white European historical perspective. Which is what we grew up with,
0: right, yeah, that I mean that was all the textbooks that was on all the tests, and do you think that's changed it is changing how do you how far along do you think we are, Diane?
1: You know it took i mean we're now going into six hundred years from the beginning of when Europeans first came to this part of the world. I always think it's going to take. At least, at least as long as it took to do the harm to bring about the repair. But the good thing is, we're doing it. We're acting on it. And um, I saved an article out of the Mankato Magazine that Joe Spear wrote back in June or in October of 2019. And one of the things that I learned from working with Indigenous peoples when I was working towards helping bring Indigenous People's State of Mankato, was their sense of humor. They have an incredible, self-deprecating kind of humor. And I really believe that's why they survived. I really honestly believe it was because they learned how to laugh with broken hearts that they survived. Because when you look at that history... They shouldn't be here anymore. But Joe Speer in this magazine wrote When I look at the remarkable peace and kindness coming from the Native American community in the reconciliation that started in the 1970s, I wonder if all of Mankato could be the spiritual recipient of that aura. I'm not a believer in mystical things but it seems there may be some connections that transcend observable events or scientific evidence. The reconciliation efforts have miraculously endured through times of racism, social movements, three major economic calamities, and today's returning racism." So yeah, I think we're we're well on the way. We just have to keep handing on the torch
0: and obviously that's what you are doing by being a part of these committees and and assisting and i know now there's i wanted to make sure we talk about the event to help other people understand and to learn more that's coming up for indigenous peoples day there's a variety of activities that are going to be october 5th which is let's see is that tomorrow tomorrow? yeah tomorrow through the 9th in conjunction with the observance And so a number of things that the public is invited to do, which is great, including a community showing of the film Return, Native American Women Reclaim Foodways for Health and Spirit. And that's five o'clock tomorrow in the Ostrander Auditorium here on the campus at Minnesota State University. It's open to the public. And uh, so tell me about that a little bit. Do you know much about this film and what we will come away with?
1: Yes, You know, indigenous people know that much of the harm that they've experienced has to do with their bodies and their minds and their spirits. So in helping to heal themselves, they are understanding that the food that they ate for thousands of years was drastically changed by the rationing of flour and lard and things that were not a part of their bodily systems, and they are helping to heal themselves, and that is about the work that they're doing. And our speaker, who is also going to be speaking on Monday, October 9th, at MSU here, Mariah Gladstone, who. Uh, has uh, comes to us from Mon- Montana, and uh, she is uh, a Blackfoot. Now I I don't remember which other indigenous history is a part of her life, but she is talking about a uh, the need to return to their. Diet that was so they can heal because diabetes and heart disease, so many things are a part of their lives because that was drastically changed in what they were able to eat, um, and that is going to be also in in uh, at, Man- at MSU here. Okay, on October ninth.
0: Yeah, the in the October ninth event, Mariah Gladstone and. It says Blackfeet Cherokee. Okay. Yeah, that's what it says in the paper. Yeah, I've got this yes. reference here. So that is something that folks can also take part in. That's going to be here at uh, on the campus here. And I noticed also there's the band Blue Dog, and I've heard of that band before. It's a Minneapolis band that's made up of indigenous folks or native.
1: Yes, it's an indigenous jazz band, and it's awesome. They've been here before. And they will be at uh, the Cato Ballroom on Friday.
0: This a- Friday? Yes. And so I was going to do a little sample I, of some of their music. And it's free. And it's free. Hold on. So that's a a sample of some of the great music that we can hear at the Kato Ballroom on Friday from Blue Dog, which is, as you mentioned, is the Native American group from the Twin Cities. Some great music, and that's free, you said?
1: Yes, it is.
0: Wow. So that is going to be some fun stuff.
1: And there'll be some indigenous food trucks there, too.
0: Will they be doing some of the indigenous dance? Because I know that's a big part of their culture. Yes. Okay, so this Friday, Blue Dog, Indigenous artists and vendors, they say, as well as the food trucks, will take place. No admission fee. Oh, it says four to eight, the food and the band. so you get all those great culturally relevant foods on um, that's October sixth this Friday, Cato ballroom two hundred Chestnut Street. And we were talking about the film being shown here at the university tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's tomorrow. And that is slated at 5 p.m. tomorrow in the Osterender Auditorium. But also in the Blue Earth County Historical Society, they will show on the hour every hour between 10 a.m. and 3 p.m. on the 6th, which is Friday. So Friday, you can go see that same documentary every hour on the hour. And again, that starts at 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. at Blue Earth County Historical Society at 424 Warren Street, just down the hill here from... KMSU Radio. And they're also going to be showing again at 2 p.m. October 8th at the History Center. So a lot of opportunities for people to check that out.
1: And we've made all of these opportunities free and open to the public. So bring your friends. You know, bring others along with you, and the parking at MSU is also going to be free on Monday night.
0: Yeah, October 9th at Worcester Auditorium is a speech from Mariah Gladstone, and it says she is the founder of Digi-Kitchen?
1: Indigi-Kitchen.
0: Indigi-Kitchen. What's an Indigi-Kitchen?
1: Well, indigenous kitchen.
0: Okay. So she's has a, a cooking show essentially where she talks about making indigenous foods and that'll be great. Is she, Do you think she's going to talk about making foods?
1: Oh yes, and <laughs> okay. you know what? We were going to have an a opportunity to actually cook some of that but it didn't work out because the library here in town, the Blue Earth County Library, they're working on remodeling their kitchen. Oh so. shoot, so you couldn't do that. Now in addition to the
0: Mankato things, there's going to be St. Peter having some activities. There, it says there will be participants in the indigenous people Day in a walk on October 9th, which that is the Monday in St. Peter, and that's a opportunity to reflect on the history and culture of the country's native people. And that walk begins at five PM on Monday at the Saint Peter Middle School's South Parking lot and concludes about seven PM in Minnesota Square Park. And it says the Battle Creek players will perform, so some more entertainment. What do you hope people get out of going to all these things, if in your heart, since you have a heart for this and a history looking back?
1: I think more than anything, it's building relationships and building community. And when we can learn to live together, we are just going to be a stronger community. We're going to be happier people. And when we learn to honor and appreciate the differences and know that that's what makes us strong, and honor each other's history. You know, it, we as white people also need to heal.
0: You mentioned you were from South Dakota originally? North Dakota. Or North, North Dakota originally. Southwest
1: North Dakota. I grew up um, in the corner of the state, not far from the Fort Berthold Indian Reservation. So I I had friends who came from Hidatsa uh, Iriqara or um, the gross Novan people, but... You know, people are people. I'm German-Hungarian by ancestry. I know my history. I'm I'm proud of my history. And I also know all over the world, we have to understand history so that we can understand how to live today. Because our problems are not just made today. They come out of roots. And we need to understand those roots, and then we can grow into a stronger, better community from that.
0: How long do you need to, say, to make reparations? Is that a forever process? I mean, we all need to heal, but it goes back generations. So how do you get past that point to we can all, let's live together?
1: Well, I think when, you know, in communication, I don't know if that is something I can answer as much as in communication with others as well. But, I mean, I know that there are a lot of efforts being made in Minnesota, Um, to repair. That's what it's about. That's what reparation means. Repair. So getting involved maybe in environmental activities. Because if, you know, learning from the indigenous wisdom and then helping heal our land, helping heal our water, our air, you know, even joining organizations that maybe are not directly connected to indigenous people, but are connected to cleaning up the Minnesota River, um, you know, getting out there and canoeing on it and learning that we need to take care of that as well as each other. But I don't know. Does reparation ever really end? I don't know. Ongoing process. Right. And so we just want to remind people again
0: in uh, recognizing Indigenous Peoples' Days the variety of activities starting tomorrow tomorrow. And they go on through Monday. So where's somewhere you can go? You said that it's Indigenous Peoples Day, Mankato Committee. If so, if you just type that in, and I just did that on my Facebook. Typed in Indigenous Peoples Day, and it popped up Indigenous Peoples Day, Mankato Committee, and it has all the information we just talked about. So obviously, if you don't remember it all, it talks about the Blue Dog Band and all the the film showing and when that happens. Anything else you want to add that we haven't covered,
1: Diane? I just want to thank you for reaching out to us and asking us to share with the community today.
0: Well I hope you get a great turnout and people will come and, and enjoy the, the foods and as you said that's sort of um looking at the part of Indigenous People's Day is is looking back at the culture and understanding that and again And also
1: understanding that they live with us now. Right. We live in you know, like, for example, uh, Lakota made is yes. an indigenous store in Mankato. You can go there and, and learn. I mean, the, there's a whole group of people who live here up at MSU that are Native people. And part of the mistake we might make is just thinking about the history.
0: That's a good point. Very good point. You know,
1: go go visit some of the places where you know we can connect and make relationships today very good well i'm gonna take
0: us out of the show here we've been talking with diane dobitz who is helping on the committee with the indigenous peoples day here in mankato again go to facebook indigenous peoples day and you will find all the schedule i'm going to go out on some more blue dog music here this is called shakedown